Yo! Hello, and welcome to the Way Family <laughs> Podcast episode woo, woo, woo. 30. Today we're going to be talking about social wellness as one of the five areas of wellness, and Hannah, as typical, is dancing now. Just um, a little. We're glad that you uh, tuned in. So thank you for listening to the Way Family Podcast. Yes. Uh, okay, well, episode 30. Today we're talking about social wellness, one of the five areas of wellness, and I'm pretty excited about it. I feel like Good. everyone kind of gets this, though. No, I don't I don't know about that. You don't know? Get social wellness? Yeah. No, I think that some people really don't like being around people. Yeah, but even introverts know that like they have got to have close friends. Yeah, that's true. Well, anyways, um, before we get into that, uh, tell me about your week. Well, my week has been pretty good. So I had the photo shoot last week and then this week for Handmade, which is the name of my business. I don't know if I've said that, um, where I make beanies and like baby bonnets and gnome hats and stuff like that. Um I've been, I've contacted a couple people on Instagram who have like a million followers and asked them if I could send them a free hat to try and like take a photo of and share with their followers. And it feels, I don't know, that just feels weird. And like, it just, it feels weird to do that, but they're all really nice. And like, I've been following them for a while. So I, I wanted to give them something, but anyways, all that to say, I'm really excited for the opening of the shop, which will be sometime in the next week, hopefully. And so I've been working on that a lot and I've been really getting into some, um, Montessori style activities with forest. What is that? It's like, uh, well, the theory behind Montessori is basically like make things available for your kid to learn themselves or for like your students to learn themselves. Cause it's a teaching style also. And so I've just been looking up different activities that are Montessori style, but, um, good for toddlers and stuff. And that's why I made that, um, that activity board, you know, um, the sensory board, the sensory board. Yeah. So I made this sensory board for forest. It has like some latches on it. I just went to home Depot and got some stuff in the dollar store it has like latches and has like some scratchy fabric. It has some really soft fabric, it has some, has like a, a push light and it has some noisy things and so it's like this board with all this stuff nailed on or screwed onto it and he can just do whatever he wants with it and I haven't given it to him yet because I haven't finished it but just like that and different color activities and it's been really fun and it makes me excited to maybe homeschool him someday so which is probably what we're gonna do wouldn't you say at least for the first couple of years? Yeah. Yeah. So it, it like, I don't know. That makes me excited because I went to school to be a teacher. I didn't never, I never graduated. I was only a couple classes away, which I still might finish, but, um, One I don't day. know. I like this kind of stuff and it's fun to be able to use it for my own kid, even if it's just little activities. But so we've been doing like a different activity every day and it's really fun. That sounds like fun. Yeah. And then tonight was good. We got to have a park picnic with our friends that was really fun and we got to spend a lot of time with family this week and yeah it was a good week how was your week it was good 
a lot of stuff at work, you know? <laughs> yeah. It. I found that this was kind of interesting because when I ask Hannah about her day, she tells me about her day and I'm very hesitant to tell her about my day because I know that it will just bore her <laughs> because it's all work stuff and no, no duh, like it's, it's work stuff. I've been at work for the past eight hours, mm-hmm. at, you know, at least. So of course it's going to be work stuff that I'm going to talk about. And I guess the same thing goes for my week. Yeah, but you've had other stuff in there that's not just work. You've had time with us. We had fun dinner last night. Yeah. Yeah, it's been a good week. Um, but I I took a break from audiobooks because I was getting a little audiobooked out at work. What? Yeah. Wow. Has well, that the- ever happened before? It happens sometimes. Hmm. Um, I'm, there's only like so much you can take in before it's just like, you know, you, you kind of need a break. Mm-hmm. It's like you need a break from learning because mm-hmm. I'm, it, they're all pretty interesting books that I'm yeah. listening to. That makes sense. But a lot of it was like, it was so deep and I, I couldn't focus on it and my work. So I had to, um, take breaks and then, you know, really focus um, and well, anyways, all that to say is I stopped listening to while well, I finished two of the audiobooks that I was working on. And then, then I started listening to the news and normally I listen to about 35 minutes of news a day. I listen to about half of the wall street journal every day and half of the New York times every day. I feel, I find they, they kind of balance each other out because, the New York Times is pretty liberal, and the Wall Street Journal is, well, I wouldn't say conservative, but definitely Republican leanings. Hmm. And now that I've started listening to the news, and I've listened to talk show hosts about politics and re- what's been going on, and it just, it got me really depressed and then angry <laughs> oh. at just the situation that America is in. Yeah. It's... I think a lot of people feel that way. Pretty horrible. Yeah. So I kind of let that get me down for a while. And then I was just like, well, I guess there's no use in like being sad and grumpy about it isn't going to change it. Yeah. Um, I still want to like be informed and keep tabs on what's going on and be in the know and be involved politically. Um, but at this point, it really seems like America is just banging its head against the wall. <laughs> yeah. They're just like, oh, well, we've got these, we have one horrible candidate and then we have another horrible candidate. Really, it's like, we. okay, I don't want to get into this. <laughs> this, I was asking about your week. <laughs> yeah, well, that has dominated my thought life recently. <laughs> but there are some, um interesting things uh some better things that i can complain about i guess okay um well first one thing that i've enjoyed lately is catching you off guard and writing down some of the things that you say as i do from time to time don't do it you said something really funny the other (laughs) night you were making these muffins and (laughs) there's something wrong with the butter that i used it was like well, I think they'll figure it out based on the quote, but oh gosh, what she said is, this butter tastes like grass mixed with basement dust. 
saying that. So that cheered me up for about 25 minutes. So I was laughing <laughs> about it. It was funny. That was a long time to be happy about that. Yeah. Oh, you love me. I do. But then I um, got frustrated again. And oh. I think that I'm pretty close to just not ever... I'm pretty close to just spending way less time on Instagram, just like only posting and not ever looking on it because yeah, that's kind of what they I have do. the like, um, suggested and then they have the ads now and mm-hmm. it's just frustrating. But normally what I'll do is I'll go through the suggested page, which used to be the popular page and I will look for people that seem interesting. Yeah, and it's supposed to be similar. Similar based to people you follow and interact with. That's what I don't understand. And based on your likes yeah. and things like that. It's not and a very good algorithm. No, it is horrible. And every once in a while I'll find like someone like I'm just started following this this family of four that is traveling in their Mercedes Mercedes Sprinter four-wheel drive diesel, which is what I want. He points them out. Every single time he sees one. Oh, like, I don't know what he's talking about. When they're driving down the road, I'm like, there it is. Yeah, or when we drive past that dealership in slow and you're like, oh, okay, babe, babe, on the end, that one on the end, that's the one. And I'm like, I know. <laughs> well, anyways, I just started following them because they showed up on my suggested feed. But that's like one in a million. I got really sick of the suggested page. And so I wrote down something. <laughs> I... I Wrote down things that I am sick of seeing on my Instagram suggested <laughs> feed. Number one, yoga poses and videos. I, I like watching those. <laughs> I literally have never, ever liked anything <laughs> yoga related on Instagram. Well, maybe I, I'm the one that's liking them. And it's because you follow me. <laughs> that's dumb. Stop liking those. But I like them. <laughs> um, uh, cleavage selfies. You know, like oh, when man. it, they, they couldn't just have their face in it. Yeah. That would just be weird. Yeah. So they had to get their boobs oh, in boy. it somehow. Yeah. Um, chihuahuas. Why are there so many chihuahuas on Instagram? Or in the world. Or in the world. <laughs> Sorry. If you have a chihuahua. I hate chihuahuas okay come on go on speed it up here i love dogs but i hate chihuahuas i wouldn't even consider a chihuahua a dog it's like a rat oh um pregnant women in their underwear uh any women in their underwear (laughs) which is so frequent on the suggested page i don't know why I don't like any photos of women in their underwear. So. Well, good. Um, stupid memes. I can go to Facebook for but that. But you like funny memes, though. If you saw a funny meme on there, you would look at it and laugh at it. Yeah, but all of my friends send me funny memes all the time, so... You don't I, need them. I get my fill. Hmm. Um, workout pictures, um, workout videos, uh, workout clothes, any celebrities, <laughs> luxury cars... And rich people in general. Oh Those are things gosh. that I am sick of seeing on my Instagram wow. feed. Uh. Well, I have one part of something that happened this week that made it a... It was something bad that happened. 
No, we were, what were we doing? We were sitting. You we, do not we know were, what I'm about we to talk cleaning about. Up. No, we were cleaning. I think I know what you're talking about. <laughs> no. <laughs> because our notes synced. Just, no, I, I wrote notes. it on your phone because I didn't have my phone. Okay, what are you going to talk about? The cereal. Okay, go ahead. Is that what you knew? Yeah. Yeah. We were all cleaning and Hannah comes out of the pantry holding these two boxes. And we she's were like, done cleaning. Guys, no, guys. Stop. This is my thing. Okay, go ahead. Oh my gosh. No, we were done cleaning. I was the one washing all of the dishes. I was the last one finished. So it was done and I was like, Ugh, really want ice cream, but I don't want to go get it and we don't have ice cream and I probably didn't even have ice cream. So I was going to have a bowl of granola. I just got this granola that I've been eating. And I really like it and it's tasty and, you know, it's whatever, healthy. So I was looking at the granola and I was like, I really actually want Fruit Loops. Well, let's just see what the difference of the sugar content is. So I looked and so in three fourths of a cup of this granola, there was 14 grams of sugar. Okay. And then I'm like, oh, I don't even know if that's a lot or what. And then I look at Fruit Loops and in a whole cup, a whole cup. It is 11 grams of sugar, less sugar in Fruit Loops than there was in this stupid granola. And I have been eating this thinking that I've being, been being healthy and it has more sugar than Fruit Loops. So I just had the Fruit Loops. Way to go. I That makes me so mad. And it's like this natural, like organic, healthy granola. Well, I don't know if that's what it says on there. It says natural. There's like fruit and nuts in there and like whatever else you put in <laughs> granola. Like They got you. They they get me. They get they gotched me. <laughs> they gotched you. They totally gotched me. Anyways, don't even like pretend. I mean, don't that, even act like. I mean, if you're a granola maker, you know what you're doing. You're tricking people into buying your product, even though it's got a ton of sugar in it. So yeah, you should on, just be Quaker. honest about your sugar. At least Fruit Loops doesn't do any hiding, or like you know Lucky Charms or any of those. They don't hide the fact that they got tons of sugar, but they've got less sugar than you. So that was a terrible part of my week. But then I got to eat Fruit Loops. So, you know, whatever. Kind of a win. We only have the Fruit Loops because they're left over from a high school event. No, I bought them yesterday from Forest because we were doing a color sorting activity and he really loves them. Oh. He's not really good at the color sorting yet, but, but we're we learning. Don't, we don't normally buy sugar cereal. No, we never do. Honey Nut Cheerios is the, the most that he gets. And that is a treat. When we went from... Cheerios to Honey Nut Cheerios, the babies, both the babies were like, they could not get enough of the Honey Nut Cheerios. It's like crack for them. It's so funny because it was so different than regular Cheerios. Anyways, moving on. Well, I don't have anything else to complain about, so. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I talked about all these like good things and you talked about everything that makes you mad. Except, you know, obviously the cereal thing made me mad. I just mad. gotta get it out. Um, I would like to say... Um, one positive thing. What? I really uh, love all of our listeners. You do? I do. Well. They're the best. Mm. They're the best listeners. Mm. Um, well, and I'll say, you know, I'll say two other nice things. Um, I'm a part of a couple Facebook groups, not Google Ooh, groups. Google groups. I'm part of a couple Facebook groups. I'm part of one called the Podcasters Hangout. I'm also part of that one. Yeah. I saw the sassy things people were writing on your posts. Yeah. They get real sassy in that and everyone like, thinks they know the best. Some people are very, very nice and some people yeah. are bitter people. 
and just like <laughs> yeah exactly like that's that. how it sounds when i'm reading it i'm like whoa calm down but it is really cool to like i've never met these people um in the the podcasters hangout group on facebook but i'm part of another group uh the bc club oh boy and um i don't know it's just it's kind of cool they're both closed groups um and it's just kind of cool to interact with people that you've never met before and you share common interests and shared values a little bit um I mean, with the podcasters, I don't know what other values I share other than podcasting, but... Well, it's just a common interest. Yeah. And it's nice because you can ask stuff like, what advice would you give in this situation or like stuff like that and always gets like a variety of answers on there and you get the sassy people that think you're dumb for even asking and then you get the really nice people that are helpful and then middle of the line that just kind of want to add their two cents but doesn't really make sense yeah so those are three things three positive things i said three nice things oh my gosh that's what i always make you do when you're getting sad yeah tell me three nice things and it's so annoying (laughs) (laughs) but it helps you it does it helps get you out well anyways we've got a voicemail um our second another one voicemail ever oh i'm shaking my hips yes um so I'm going to play that, and then we will start talking about social wellness, the second of the five areas of wellness. As much as we know about it, which as much, is not yeah. a lot. So let me play this voicemail. This will be your first time hearing it. Yes. All right. Hi, Zach and Hannah. This is Kelly. Um, I am a pretty devoted listener to your podcast, and I have followed both of you on social media for a while now. Um, I also watch your Facebook stuff, and I've commented a few times. So um, I just wanted to say that you guys are awesome, and I really hope that you continue doing the podcast. Um, I know that you said that you were only going to do it for a year But I think it'd be really neat if you kept with it because I really enjoy listening. It makes my Mondays better. Mm -hmm. I listen to it on my way to work every Monday (laughs) um, and on my way back. So it's such a fun podcast to listen to. I don't listen to podcasts normally. And I just think that your guys is so fun to listen to and you guys are so cute. So please keep doing it. And um, I will continue to follow you on all your social medias. And... I just think you guys are so cute and so awesome. I love hearing your story, and um, so please keep it up. I hope you guys have a great Monday. Thank you. Bye. Oh, Kelly. Thank you. That was really nice. Thank you for calling. It's so fun to hear people's voices. It's like they they left us a voicemail. We're yeah. like listening. It's fun. Oh, yeah. So if you want to do that, do it. It's fun. It's fun to hear from you guys. Yeah. I hope that it doesn't seem um, like self-promoting that we're putting them in the podcast. That's not my intention, but I... Well, I mean, it is a little self-promoting, but who cares? It's our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do think that is cool that we can make some people's Mondays a little better. And if we get a mean one, if like someone's cussing us out on here, we'll play that one too. I mean, yeah, we're really across the board. We'll play anyone we get. <laughs> <laughs> uh <laughs> well, well, what I was in the middle of saying Sorry. was 
um, it's kind of cool that we uh, can uh, bring some value or entertainment or brighten someone's Monday morning who we've yeah. never met before through a podcast because we used to listen to a podcast together yeah and and we loved it and we loved it and um we were really excited every episode and we felt very connected to the people who did it one we knew them we knew most we knew all of them yeah but um it was still really entertaining and like interesting and like thought-provoking and fun we always listened to it when we went through la traffic it was like our thing yeah it was so fun I think that it might still be up on iTunes. So if you guys want, you can look up Frank the Podcast. Yeah, it's really funny. Yeah. Well, anyways, social wellness. Social wellness is the second area of the five areas of wellness that we are going to be talking about. The last week we talked about physical wellness. And this week we're talking about social wellness. What does social wellness mean to you, Hannah? Um... Well, I think that, I mean, obviously it's different for every person, but for me, social wellness is a balance of, um, like the everyday stuff that I have to do balanced with, you know, time spent with friends and time spent with other people and even time spent with you guys, you being Zach and Forrest. And then, um, like alone time, like if I have a a balance between those things and I feel like I am like you know pretty socially on point Healthy. if that makes sense because yeah. if I have too much social time and this is why I think I'm an extroverted introvert or an introverted extrovert I don't know which it would be but I'm an ENFP if that makes any sense um because I really love people and I love having good conversations and I also love like parties and stuff and but I don't I can't handle too much of it like I don't like if I have something every single night going on it's like okay no I'm not gonna do that but I like to hang out with friends and I need to do that because if I'm alone too much or if I'm just like with me and Forrest too much then I just go a little bit crazy yeah um so I think that it's really it's like a fine line for me and I feel like it is for most people like some people could be around people 24 7 and that is like how they thrive and some people only would like one-on-one things every once in a while and like they are fine by themselves for the most part and i think that's really cool how people are so different in this aspect and it's just interesting and you like you have to figure out what it is for you because you you can't try to be like someone else you know yeah it's not a one-size-fits-all yeah approach yeah so what would you say is yours like your what, version of what is what is social... my definition of no for you yeah like what is it for you if i was going to be socially healthy mm-hmm. then i would have meaningful conversations with people who are close to me um regularly hmm. i'd say that that is I, I guess for me that's how i function i don't like small talk yeah i don't like having a lot of friends yeah i don't like um you know just i guess the surface level stuff Mm -hmm. so i would rather have a few really close friends Mm -hmm. um than a lot of shallow friends 
And yeah. may- maybe shallow isn't even the right word, but you you know but what I mean. small talky. Like you just ask, you're like, how are you good? How are you good? And then that's like as far as it goes. Yeah. I'd rather have a couple best friends than a lot yeah. of uh, friendlies yeah, or uh, acquaintances. Too. Yeah. Because that's, that's not, not even... to say that like I don't like enjoy people's company yeah, who's but, an acquaintance, but... But it's hard to, to like... If you have somebody where you're like you are just an acquaintance basically or you're like kind of friends, it's really hard to try to push that to be like meaningful conversation friend. You know what I mean? Mm Because there's a couple of people that I'm thinking of right now in my life that I've wanted so badly to like get to that point because I think they're cool and like I like to be around them and they're fun. But like it's just really hard to get to that point of like moving from just that awkward like small talky friendship to like meaningful conversation friendship but then there's some people that it literally just like clicked so fast with and that's like what stuck and why do you think that it clicked fast with those people i i think it really is just personalities i think it's personalities but i think that it's also you have common interests and shared values i think really it revolves around values what you value you can't be friends you can't be close friends with someone who has completely different values than you i don't know maybe but i don't think that that's like a yeah i mean i think you're right in that but i don't think that that's because the people that i'm thinking of that like i just couldn't get past that like small talk point with kind of have pretty much the same values as me i mean the couple friends that i'm thinking of and so it's like what was it you know like what is it that makes like two people instantly best friends and then like that person and another person that seems like they would fit in great just like not you know it's like so interesting to me yeah it's got to be there has to be some form of commonality is what i'm yeah the people that you get along with real well they share the same values that you have and Mm -hmm. if that is having deep um conversations about stuff that's below the surface level Mm -hmm. and having meaningful conversations that's something that you both share. That's something that you both value or you yeah. place high value on. And if someone else has all of the same values, but you differ on a couple of them mm-hmm. and say that they value, um, you know, just going out and having a good time mm-hmm. and they don't like having, you know, deep conversations about things that you think matter, mm-hmm. then you might not click as well with them. Yeah. Yeah, and it, I think it also has to do with like your ease around them too because there are the people that I instantly clicked with. It was like like now we can go from being like, "Oh, hey, like how's your day today?" to being like, "Okay, so what's really going on?" or like I would just feel comfortable being like I had a really crappy week this week and I felt really guilty because of this and I felt really insecure because of this. It's like really easy to do that but then it's like there's the other people where it's like i want to go there but it's like i would not feel comfortable sharing all this with you so i'm just not going to you know so it's like how you feel around them too yeah and that like so if you're like intimidated by them or if you feel really awkward around them it's like all these things play into this and it's so interesting to me like interpersonal things it's like what makes what makes it all work yeah i don't know so 
if you have a bad, if you have poor social health, what are you lacking? I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe you're putting, I don't know. I think it, it could be different, obviously a number of things, but I think that if you are either putting too much importance on what your friends think of you, or if you're not really caring at all about your friends, I think that that would be, you know, the main signs of, you know, what whatever the opposite of social wellness yeah. is. You know, like if you are, if that's like your whole life is only your friends, which I actually don't know if that's a bad thing, but like if you care too much about what your friends think of you and that's like all you care about, then I don't think that's really healthy, would you say? No, and their opinions of you is going to drastically affect your emotional health Mm -hmm. or your emotional wellness also. Yeah. So um, I just did a quick search on Google for the uh, areas of the dimensions of wellness, and I came across this. It is from Club A. A I cannot read. My (laughs) dyslexia just set in full force. Club F. N-H, a place to learn fitness, nutrition, and health tips that should integrate into your daily life. Now, they kind of define all of these areas a little different than we do. They have intellectual health, Mm. which we group in with emotional and mental. Um, And they also have like... um, Oh, that I feel like that could be a whole nother one, though. Yeah, but I feel like that's part of mental yeah, but, but anyway, I don't anyways. think emotional is linked with that. Maybe we should reconsider. Maybe. Sorry. Go on. Well, they. this is what they say about it. Overall wellness is composed of five individual dimensions of health. The goal is to find a good balance between all five dimensions and continuously pursue symmetry between each of them. In the quest for overall wellness, strive to enhance emotional health, intellectual health, spiritual health, social health, and, of course, physical health. So, under social health, they say that it is defined as the ability to have satisfying interpersonal relationships and interactions with others. Relationships and social interactions are the foundations for maintaining interest in the other four dimensions of wellness. Discover people who you enjoy being with and partake in social activities with them. Discuss your emotions with your significant other. Have a heated debate with an intellectual with intellectual peers. Read scripture with your religious group or participate in a physical activity with your friends. There should never be a shortage of what interests you and the relationships you have. However, if you find that there is a shortage, it is within your power to change that. Take a step out of your comfort zone. Do something that you never thought you would do. Talk to a stranger at the park or take up a new hobby you never know what may come of it Hmm. so they define social health as kind of your relational health yeah that makes sense i guess that would be that would involve your family that That, would involve your significant other that's like what i was saying that would involve your your friends well i was just thinking when you're reading that like if i was to think of when times when I feel like, well, I, I don't know in the moment, but in retrospect, I'm always like, oh yeah, that was like not a good time for me socially. I mean, I don't think of it in those words, but like, that's what was wrong. Like, it's really like the three things that I said is like, 
being alone, being with Zach and Forrest, and then being with friends and family and other people, like if there's an imbalance in those things, then it's like, then my other relationships are affected. So like if I don't hang out with friends for like a really long time and I don't get to like have good conversations with like my good friends, then the way that I interact with Zach and Forrest is affected. And same with like, if I don't get my alone time, then the way that I interact with you and Forrest is affected too. And that's right. same with, with you, I think too, like, especially with your alone time, it's so, it's so important. So that's why I think that that has a lot to do with social health is your alone time. Right. And, but I also think that yeah. it's, uh, you know, having good friends and well, yeah, obviously be, being a good friend. So yeah. like a good friend, would you say I'm a good friend? To you? Yeah, to me. But not to others. Well, I don't really I'm know. Just, no, like, I'm just kidding. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but we're going to have to talk about that later. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm just kidding. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stop. I just lost my train of thought. Um, uh, would you say I'm a good friend? And I said, yes. Is that what you think I sound like? No, I was just doing a voice that was different than my own so people know that I was meaning you. Okay. Well... Friends want the best for each other mm-hmm. and friends challenge each other mm-hmm. and friends can tell when something is going wrong mm-hmm. and they have the ability, I would say maybe even the responsibility to help fix something that is wrong in their friend's life. Yeah. And they should do so with love and humility and a good friend, you know, will bring it up. We'll bring it up. Um, mm-hmm. And so I'd say good, good friends challenge you to grow, Mm -hmm. um, to learn, uh, to experience new things. Um, they challenge you intellectually. They revive you like emotionally. Refresh you. Yeah. They refresh you, Mm -hmm. but they also give you the ability to, I guess, have deep, meaningful conversations. And the the ability to be like vulnerable and honest and like really get it all out there if you need to. Yeah. And it's also like you, if you have friends, like I really feel like it's your job to be that type of a friend for your friends too, you know, like make space for them to be vulnerable with you if they want to and you know for them to be refreshed by being with you and stuff like that because it is obviously everyone needs friends and it's hard to find really good friends like that but it you could be a really good friend like that too and that's right really important also in social health and there's a great freedom in that and i'd say that that is actually part of the responsibility of maintaining social wellness is being a good friend to others, mm-hmm. being others focused, doing things yeah. for others because that affects the other areas of wellness also. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So what happens if you only focus on social wellness? Um, What's the con of that? I think that you will just get obsessed with other people's opinions of you and... um. I don't know, really. I'd say it might go one of two ways. And, you know, 
I'm probably wrong, but I'd say I think you could either get really prideful and arrogant and bitter towards others. If you only focus on friends? No, if you don't focus on social wellness. Oh, you said if you focus only on social wellness. Oh, am I getting ahead of myself here? Yeah, you said you asked me what happens if you only focus on social wellness. Oh, what happens if you only focus on social wellness? Mm -hmm. Hmm. Well, that means you're automatically not focusing on the rest of them. So that's a problem. Mm -hmm. Your physical health is going to suffer. Your emotional and mental health is going to suffer. Mm -hmm. You're you're putting all your eggs in one basket and that's never good. I, I would say if all you focus on is social wellness, like you want to be the popular person and you want to have a bunch of friends and Mm -hmm. maybe you even are so others focused that you don't take care of yourself. Yeah. Your emotional and your mental health is going to suffer a lot. Mm -hmm. I'd say. And physical. And physical. Yeah. What are the cons of not focusing on that? Um, well, I really think that when you, when I'm not focusing on that, like personally, I get really like depressed and really like irritable. So that those are both cons that I've experienced in that when I don't focus on that at all, when I'm like too busy with business stuff or like just don't really want to get out of the house or whatever and that's usually a combination of not doing not taking care of myself physically also but yeah I get irritable and cranky and like just like snappy like lethargic yeah 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 snappy like I just yeah because it it can't be like you and forest can't be like my the only friends that I have, you know, obviously you guys are my best friends and you're my family. But when it's, when I'm only focusing on you guys or if you're busy a lot and I'm only focusing on forest, it just is like, it, it's draining, you know? And it like having those conversations with friends, it like fills me back up, you know, or having those conversations with you. So yeah, yeah, that's personally, that is my cons. And now I, say the prideful arrogant bitter thing i think sometimes (laughs) when i withdraw socially um and when i don't focus on relationships and my like alone time and my good friend time Mm -hmm. and focusing on others time when i don't do that it's typically because i'm getting bitter Mm -hmm. um about things and then i then i withdraw socially and then i just get more bitter yeah and i think that some people the more that they withdraw from meaningful relationships the more that they get bitter Mm -hmm. and the more that they get prideful um because part of being in meaningful relationships is revolves around humility and Mm -hmm. vulnerability and openness and so they can close up they crawl back in their little turtle shell and then they look down on everyone and judge them it's the whole thing it's like there i feel like for every area of wellness it's like you there is a possibility for you to get in this hole of like not caring about that 
wellness area and then it's like really hard to get out of there well you just you dig yourself in deeper yeah. and deeper and deeper and you give yourself reasons passes. to not even try to like climb out i always use the whole metaphor when talking about um areas of wellness but like for physical if you've gone for so long without doing anything it's like well i don't want to i would rather sit here and do this instead or like when you haven't hung out with your friends for a while it's really hard to like call them up or text them and be like hey can we hang out it's been a long time hey i know i've been a bad friend but yeah especially because you you feel like you've let them down or like it's going to be awkward or something but if you're in that hole you just got to get out just do it just text your friend right now text someone be like hey let's go get coffee or do you want to come over or Let's make our kids have a play date so we can talk or something because it's way better. It's way better. Yeah. And okay, this is an interesting thing that I was just thinking of. How do you think social media plays into social wellness? That was my next point. No! What? Yes. Oh my gosh, we are so in tune. Yeah. (laughs) So I think that social media plays a big part of social wellness. Yeah, I do too. But I think that it is not always positive. I don't think it's rare. I think it's rarely rarely positive. positive. Because I think it has too much of an effect. Like, it has too much effect on too many people. Well, the thing is that people, they they trade actual real relationships Mm -hmm. for social media. And that can be very harmful for Mm -hmm. them. Because social media, a lot of times, is not real life. Yeah. And it has great things like we have this podcast and yeah you know we're able to connect with our friends who have moved away and things like that and even like i i've made friends that i've never met before and that i'm only friends with on social media and we've had good conversations over text or over you know well it's only been over text not like email or anything i mean it's not the stone ages but um, pigeon carriers yeah but that's even interesting in it in and of itself because it's like I've never met these people, but I I feel like I know them and I can, you know, have a good conversations with them over text message. But that's like, that's so weird. Yeah. I think the thing is a lot of times people think that social media is a viable substitute for yeah. actual real social engagement yeah. with others because like liking someone's photo means that you're a part of their life or well, commenting I, or even consciously i think that some people yeah. might think that yeah i don't i definitely don't think that they're saying oh well i liked 12 photos today so i and i texted four people back so i had a no. meaningful i don't think that people no, actually like, consciously there's think people that. in my life like real life in my life that think that because they see what i share on facebook or on instagram that they know me and they're a part of my life still when they haven't really tried to be to even talk to me you know other than saying oh forest is cute or that's a nice hat that you made you know and that is so like what's the word i'm looking for distorted like it's such a distorted version of like social interaction and yeah it's nice to be able to see these photos of like my far away family that i don't get to see ever or like keep up with friends lives and stuff but that's not like you're not keeping up that relationship just because you are interacting on social media that's not it's not the same it's it's not the same as like even a text saying how are you doing you know that's so much more than like 
saying, oh, cute hat or like liking a photo, you know, but or, that makes me so mad. Or even like viewing their Snapchat story or something. Yeah, like that. even that. You know, you're like kind of keeping tabs on it. Mm-hmm. And I would say that this is a very clear example of how social of how social wellness affects our emotional and mental wellness. Mm-hmm. Because if you look at the rise of social media and the rise of uh, depression, mm-hmm. um, they're almost like hand in hand, climbing up the, the stairs together. Um, and there's got to be some sort of reason for it. And I'm not saying I have all the answers and I'm definitely not a doctor or a psychiatrist or anything like that. But I think that the reason is, is because people have substituted real meaningful yeah. relationships for social media. Mm-hmm. Because it is like, I think that everybody, there's a certain sense of satisfaction that you get when you see that a certain person liked your photo or like a certain person commented or something like that. It's like you get this like tiny amount of satisfaction or pleasure that like this person liked what I put out there or whatever. And I think that's so like, it's like a tiny bit of validation. That's the word I'm looking for. Validation. And that is like what I feel like that's what is fueling so many people. And it's like they're lonely in their real lives. But like on social media, I got this many likes. And so I'm like this percentage validated today. And obviously not consciously they're saying that, but like it's a subconscious thing. But that validation that comes from social media pales in comparison to in real life. It's, it's, it definitely wastes away a lot faster. It's, It's very fleeting. Yeah, definitely. And that's like, okay, this is like still something that I'm figuring out with my social media, but like, I think it's cool that people are like, everyone's being real honest and like whatever on social media these days. And I think that's really great because I think you need more of that. Like not just seeing the highlights and whatever, but I really think that you have to be careful with what you're sharing because like when you're sharing with the people that follow you, which 90% of them, you don't see normally you're not like a part of their lives, whatever. It's like for some people. Yeah. Some people only follow people that know, but whatever. Like for the people that follow you, like let's say you know like 10% of them personally and you see them on a regular basis. They're part of your life. If you're sharing this like really vulnerable, honest stuff with like a ton of people and I mean some people it's good that they're doing this. They're helping people or whatever, but you're sharing with all these people. You're letting all these people into your life a certain amount. And I feel like that's taking away from your actual relationships. And that's what was happening with me. I was just trying to like encourage people by being honest in these certain things like with motherhood and how it was really hard for me and just all these parts of my life. And then I was realizing that like when I went to talk to my friends, they're like, oh yeah, I saw you talked about this on your Instagram. How's that going? You know, and I was like, I didn't even get the chance to tell them that because I had just shared it with the entire world, you know, like I didn't get to say like, hey, I'm having a really hard time with this, which that's hard in and of itself to do that. But I just typed it out and like shared it with the world. And then it was like that problem didn't go away. You know, I didn't get help from anybody that liked my photo. You know, it's just like it's such a weird balance. And it's like it really does not compare to your real life relationships. So don't just like, and I know this is easier said than done, but just try not to put so much importance on social media because it really is not real life. And your relationships in real life are way 
worth way more and like worth more investing in than your social media presence like by far so yeah i would agree but i'd offer a caveat okay what what's a caveat mean you used it right it's like a a section away from that okay but still involved okay good (laughs) just wanted to make sure i wasn't making a fool of myself well okay well i make a fool of myself often so i guess i'm (laughs) fine with it go on my caveat is this and this is for you hannah yes and i guess you know you're preaching to yourself Mm -hmm, um, definitely but i would say i like when i'm having a hard time like a couple a month ago or whatever i was Mm -hmm. like pretty sad and depressed and everything and life is going crazy yeah and i just decided okay i'm just going to post and be real about it Mm -hmm. um that is a little bit others centered Mm -hmm. and so that fulfills a little small area of social wellness in the you are helping others yeah i guess maybe not like purposeful like you're not actually going out and helping others Mm -hmm. but your honesty and your openness and vulnerability is helping others to you know just be aware that like oh someone else doesn't have their life figured out it's not just me i'm not alone yeah and that can be good Mm -hmm. but um that's it's still not a replacement for real relationships and yeah. this the second part is this is i posted that and that brought out a lot of people from the woodworks who i haven't seen in a while and we're good acquaintances we're friendlies we're you know s- some of them were even like good friends we've just been disconnected for a while mm-hmm. and they offered a lot of encouragement you know they mm-hmm. texted me and sent me direct messages and things like that yeah, and that was very true. encouraging to me yeah that's um, good. And they offered words of wisdom and, you know, comfort and things like that. And so it can be used for good, but yeah, it can't replace. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's the thing. If you look up social wellness on podcasts, um, in, in the podcast app, which I did today, it's all about social media and it's all about like having a um, a good social media following and tips and tricks to like gain, you know, whatever. And I listened to this interview of this girl who was super famous. She had like, um, millions of followers for her fitness Instagram. And she would post like recipes and fitness inspiration and, uh, fitspiration and all fitspo fitspo and all this stuff and she had so many people commenting and she was being so inspiring to them and things like that and then um that just uh really wore her out because she felt like she was being fake by not uh posting what was actually going on and Mm -hmm. like she couldn't because she had to keep up all she had to keep up the facade that she had going and she ended up just having to delete her instagram uh, because she started ha- having eating disorders and depression and anxiety and all of this stuff. Um, so even though she was being inspirational to other people, she herself was, it was draining her emotionally mm-hmm. and mentally. And I think that that's a real good example of how it affects the other areas of life. Yeah. When you replace social wellness with social media. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a balance that, 
a lot of people have to find or maybe it's just me i don't know i still feel like i'm just trying to figure out how to uh, like use my social media like my my blog and my instagram for like not just to be like look how good my life is look at the things that i have look at how great my hair is look at how cute my kid is look at how great my life is you know well your hair is great and your kid is cute he's really cute i mean he's half me so (laughs) um because if you're i don't know like there's the i don't want to like drag anyone here but there are the people on social media there's those insta moms that literally every photo they post looks like a photographer took it and it's like everything in their house is perfect and everything is perfect. And their caption is something like witty and like just like trying to be honest about stuff, but it's just like makes them seem more cute and perfect. And like, it's, I don't want to be like that, you know, like what good is that doing for anybody, you know? And so I, it's a really hard balance to find when I want to like share honest parts of my life. And I want to document like some things and then I also want to try to encourage people but I don't want to come off preachy and I don't know it's just like a it's a hard balance but I was just I was just looking for this quote that I recently read about social media and it said um I don't even know who said it but it was something like I only post when I don't have any unmet needs that I'm trying to fill and I thought that was really interesting because I remember back in the day I would post stuff like purposefully because I wanted something like I wanted someone to say like you're doing a good job or like something like that or like I wanted I don't know it was like I was using social media to fill some sort of need that I had and and then when I read that quote which was recently and I was like that's really interesting and so now when I'm sharing something it's not like I'm trying not to do it out of like I need something from this so that's what I'm going to share you know what I mean right Because I think that that's what the source of a lot of people, a lot of people's posts are. And I don't think that's healthy. So, yeah. Well, these next couple episodes are all about being healthy and well-rounded. That was like a tangent kind of. Yeah. But it's like, that's like a really valid thing though. Like replacing like actual relationships for social media, even if you don't even realize you're doing it. It's like... I see it with the high schoolers all the time. Yeah. It's really sad to me. It is sad. Um, And I try to offer encouragement. Um, Yeah. But that's another hole, though. It's another hole that you get stuck in. It's hard to pull yourself out of because you don't even know you're in it. Right. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that the problem is is they see these people at their school and they have small talk. Mm -hmm. And so they think that they're their friends. And then they... their their friendship re- revolves around small talk and mm-hmm. Snapchat, oh boy. and it's very shallow. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that they don't think that it's shallow, you know. Yeah. But are they going to be friends with that person in five years? Has that person brought value to their life that is lasting? And are they bringing value to that person's life mm-hmm. that is lasting, or is it surface level and is it fleeting mm-hmm. and? I think that that is the danger when, you know, like I said last episode, most people, when they think of health, they think of physical fitness. Mm -hmm. And when you mention like social health or something like that, uh, 
a lot of people don't think about social media at all, mm-hmm. but that's a major component because yeah. that's really where they're looking for it. Mm-hmm. For that validation. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Well, anyways, let us know what you think about yeah. this episode. And if We want to you- hear your thoughts. Like, I want to hear what you think about this. So write us an email or write us a Tumblr post and tell us like your thoughts on what we said. Not like, did we do a good job or not? But like on the content that we're talking about, because we want to know what you think. Like, how much does social media affect our social lives and, you know, that stuff. So let us know. We'd love to hear from you. Yeah. And uh, next week, what are we going to talk about? Spin the wheel. You got three to choose from. Um, we well, have environmental. We have emotional I'm, and mental. Yes, but the thing with intellectual and the intellectual and mental and emotional are so different. All three of them. They're so different, but they're so interconnected that it yeah. makes sense to me to have them in one category. Okay, well, let's do the mental, emotional slash intellectual then next week okay it might be a long one because i feel like they're a lot different than each other but we'll see (laughs) well yeah they are different from each other yeah but i'd say that they all you know all of the five areas of wellness work together but i'd say that these three work together the the most closely oh i don't know if i agree with you on that but we'll stick to it okay well next week we will do emotional mental and intellectual all in one all in one um, as one category. Mm-hmm. And then uh, then we have environmental and spiritual to do after that. And that mm-hmm. will wrap up the five-week series. Oh, spiritual is going to be a dicey one, yeah. I think. Yeah. I think we're going to step on a lot of toes with that one. <laughs> Let's put it off to the end. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but well, probably we might end on that one. Yeah, I think probably we actually will. Okay, so what are your recommendations for this week? Uh, uh, Ladies first. Oh, wow. You're letting me go first. This never happens, except it happened last week. Okay, I have been writing these down throughout the week because... Dang it, I haven't... You're... I think of things as I'm like reading them or using them or something, and I'm like, yes, I need to talk about this on the podcast. So the first one is... A company called Pink House Organics. It's just a small business that I found on Instagram um, through Treasures and Travels. If you follow them on Instagram, they're like these sisters that run this blog. It's really cool. They do fun DIY stuff and give hair and makeup tips and just a a bunch of stuff. And they're just, they seem like fun girls who I would want to be friends with. But anyways, they... um, their mom started this company and it's really like natural organic stuff. Like the list of ingredients is like four or five ingredients and like everything. And so I ordered this lip balm that I got from that. It's like a tinted lip balm and it is my favorite. And I am literally one of those people that always feels like I need to try another lipstick or like another lip tint or something. I probably oh, yeah. need to buy one more just to like see what if this is the perfect one. But like I this know one, how you feel. This one really is the perfect one. It is just their lip balm. I think the color is like it's called wine or something like that. And I just really, really love it. So it's the perfect color. Like I don't know how to explain it. It's dark. It's a thin color (laughs) this is i'm explaining this so badly well it's like a tinted lip balm so it's not like a lipstick it's not super pigmented but it's like 
it's enough to just you know spice up your lips a little bit and it looks i really like the way that it looks it's it smells good whatever whatever um the other thing that i am going to recommend is a instagram profile called trader nation it's trader nation is their profile and it is they basically just post tips about stuff from trader joe's <laughs> like i paired this prepackaged trader joe's thing with this prepackaged trader joe's thing and it came out amazing um and it's the whoever runs it is really funny i don't even know who it is um and yeah they just share lots of good tips and then my final recommendation is a book called the whole brain child which maybe i should talk about this next week because it's about a brain it's about brains but it is a book about um how to help your child or like your students if you're a teacher um how to help your child connect their left brain and their right brain and in like everyday interactions so your left brain is the logical side and then your right brain is your emotional side and um most kids especially when they're as young as my kid is is they are fully in tune with their emotional um with their right brain but they have a hard time making the connection into the logical side so this book is about like the actual science of what goes on when you are making these connections and it's just really interesting to learn about and like I literally I had read maybe two chapters one night and the next day when Forrest was having a meltdown about something I like recognized like what they had said and I was like this is what is happening right now and I needed to find a way to like help him understand the situation before he could like calm down his emotions you know and I was like this is like actually it was just like really practical and it's a really interesting book I'm only like halfway right now but I really like it and I really recommend it for any parents or if you're a teacher or anything like that it's really interesting and I think that's it are you ready I am ready all right what are your recommendations honey well my recommendations as we are well I am just Going through all these new gear lists for 2016 <laughs> lightweight backpacking equipment. Oh, boy. And so I've been really excited about planning the, the trip that we have in December on the Lost Coast Trail. Hannah and I are yes. doing it. And so... I can't we, wait. We have all of the gear we need. Like, we, we could do it with the gear we have right now. But it's got me real excited to see like what new gear there is oh boy you know what weight savings we could have <laughs> um <laughs> i'm just totally nerding, gear nerd uh, nerding out mm -hmm. i went full gearhead and i've been reading a ton of forums and a ton of blogs there's lightweightbackpacking.com or net i'm not sure what it was there's all these forums um, and people post their gear lists. I've been watching or listening to YouTube gear lists for the John Murr Trail and the Lost Coast Trail and the Pacific Crest Trail and the Appalachian Trail. I've been listening to all of their things and they're very precise in the way, well, a lot of them are. They'll, you know, give you a description of the item, how much it weighs, what their the pros and cons of it are. And one website that I've really loved lately is Outdoor Gear Lab. Um, it's really nice um, because a bunch of the gear lists that they have, they have multiple 
items for each thing. So like for the tent, they have um, their uh, top choice, uh, the best bang for your buck, the ultralight choice, and the super ultralight choice. And, you know, they, ha- they have links to everything, and then they have reviews for everything that they recommend, and um, they've got a lot of good stuff on there. And I also started rereading two of my favorite books on lightweight backpacking. This is what originally got me in was a book called Ray Jardine's, I think it's called like Trail Advice or something like that. But these two books um, I have on Kindle, um, one is called Lighten Up and the other one is called Ultralight Backpacking Tips and they are really funny, um, but also very, very informative. And I have been loving that and nerding out on that. Um, oh, dang it. I just lost my second recommendation. Oh no, here it is. Um, if you're like me, I don't know how I would describe myself, but if you're like me, you will like this Instagram profile. It is called Ellie dot loves dot james and it's a lot like the socality barbie but it is all about couples and it's a ken doll and a barbie doll and the captions are just amazing it is so funny because there's a lot of people like this on social media let me read a couple of the captions when i'm alone i turn to stone When I'm with you, I feel okay. I would rather look at you than all the portraits in the world. (laughs) When Bay knows the way to your heart and it just makes you want to praise the Lord. Wait, you gotta say what the picture is of though. That like helps a little. It's like they're, they're these, it's a really cheesy couple that is what they're making fun of. And it's like these pictures of these Barbies and they say these like cheesy captions that I know people who share captions like this. Exactly. Almost exactly. Yeah. Well, so this one is uh, Ken who is all tatted up and has a beard. Um, and Ken doll. Barbie <laughs> who has a septum ring and also has a full sleeve. Um, and he's holding a piece of pizza and she's <laughs> dancing in the background. And it says, when Bay knows the way to your heart, and it just makes you want to praise the Lord. I mean, some of these are just so funny. Like, there's one of them standing in like a tunnel, and they're looking off into the distance and hugging each other. And it says, quote, the meeting of two personalities is like the contact of two chemical substances. If there is any reaction, both are transformed. Oh, gosh. And it's just, it's so funny every time i see one and it just makes me happy and laugh (laughs) um and i think that that is it for me okay i have to add another one to part of mine go for For it for the pink house organics i also wanted to share about their dry shampoo um it is really good and it is in a really good applicator which is a big deal for natural companies that are making these dry shampoos because I've also tried the Lush dry shampoo, which I also like, but I hate their applicator. It's like just not very helpful for what it needs to do. And the one from Pink House Organics is like the perfect 
amount of sprinkle that gets on your hair. It's a powder one. I only use the powder ones now. And if you're getting a natural one, it's going to be powder because there's all the butane and whatever in the spray ones. But anyways, it's really good stuff and it's a really good um, applicator thing. So that's another reason to check out Pink House Organics if you're in the market for tinted lip balm or a powder dry shampoo. And that's a wrap. And that's a wrap, except for my joke. Well, um, thank you to all of our listeners for being awesome. And I hope that you have a great day. Um, share this with your friends. It's summer, I know. and Well, a lot of people are going back to school, actually. A lot of people are going back to school. But we've, uh, we have noticed that less people are listening. Maybe because we're less interesting. Probably that, yeah. Or they're catching up. Or they're busy. <laughs> I mean, not like it really matters, but tell your friends. We'd like to continue to grow the podcast, to, and we still have, you know, 22 episodes to go before the end of the year, and then we'll decide what to do from there. Um, but uh, it'd be cool if there was some more people listening, if we could see that we're making progress, I guess. I don't know how you measure that. Okay. I'm I'm stalling mm-hmm. until you go. Oh, with I've your been joke. ready for a while. You're talking. Okay, you're rambling. I've been ready here. Yeah, I was stalling. I did not know that. You, you need were, to like make your eyes or something or do something. You were staring off into space. I was looking at you the whole time. I was time. waiting for you to finish with this rambling one-ended conversation. <laughs> okay. What do you think a podcast is? <laughs> I didn't know. I did not know that you were stalling. Okay. We're going to have to just make that more clear. We'll have a code word or something. Well, as you can see, we continue to not edit these. So, <laughs> Okay. Anyways, here's my joke and then we'll be done. If you've made it this far, you're a champion. Okay. What did the Parmesan cheese say when it broke up with the mozzarella cheese? <laughs> I don't know. Sorry, but I am just too mature for you. i don't get it (laughs) parmesan cheese ages a long time and mozzarella cheese is a really it's not an agey cheese (laughs) you do not know your cheeses (laughs) you're laughing way too hard at this joke you're not laughing enough i'll add in the laugh track oh gosh okay well if you understand the joke poke me on facebook No one has poked me on Facebook yet out of all of the times you that I've said You have to it. add them in order to poke to be poked. Oh. I'm pretty sure. So good luck poking us. <laughs> Try to get at me. All right, until next time. All right, see you later. Happy trails.